right. Welcome to today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today we have horror host Eulogy Mortem. Eulogy, introduce yourself. Hi. Yes, I'm Eulogy Mortem of Eulogy Mortem's Mad Monster Cinema and Eulogy Scream Room over on Scener. Been doing this for about 15 years now. Um, now I have a lot of fun with it. Who got you into uh, being a horror host? I'll tell you. Quite honestly, I was a um, I was an actor on Broadway. Uh, I did Broadway shows with um, people like uh, Joyce DeWitt and uh, Vicki Lawrence and Carol Burnett. And what happened was I was in a car accident coming across uh, the Brooklyn Bridge, and it broke all of my front teeth out, and it broke my jaw. And I nearly died. And what happened was that facial disfigurement kind of put me out of being wanted to be put into starring roles, and it put me in the back. Well, I was at a convention with a friend of mine, and we talked to, um, we were standing there talking to Cassandra Peterson, mm -hmm. and Cassandra Peterson and I got to talking. She said, have you ever thought about hosting horror movies? You have a lot of uh, knowledge about it. And um, I said, no, I, I guess I could try it. She said, you really should. Well, I did, but as a man doing it, there was a million of them, and it really wasn't, I wasn't fitting in. So I thought, you know what, let me try a character. So eulogy was made, and from that point forward, she's just been rolling. Oh, that, that's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's a, a horror story that ends up being really cool. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> so, so you worked with Joyce DeWitt from Three's Company? Janet? Or no? Yes. Uh, um, uh, uh, Janet. Yeah. Yeah, Janet. Yeah, yeah, Janet. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I was in a show called, uh, I was in a show called Dearly Departed, um, where I played with her, I played uh, her brother-in-law in that show. And then I was in a show called um, The Four foreigner where i played with and please forgive me i can't even remember his name he played bull on night court richard um, I, yes i actually headlined over him in a show he uh played my co-star yeah he played my co-star and then i was in moon over buffalo with carol burnett and i co-starred with her that's crazy yep. that that's that's a that's a person i would love to meet is carol burnett oh, my God. oh she's wonderful it's like I, I grew up on Absolutely the I take a lot of my humor. Yeah, I take a lot of my um my comedy, my humor and stuff. Uh she's a big influence, her and Lucille Ball. Oh yeah. Cool, cool. Um dog's trying to visit me over here. Um really? Sorry. You were just outside. <laughs> um now I, I always ask this one. Who is your favorite? Like your horror icon. Like, who is my horror icon? You know, that is a hard question for me to answer because there are so, so many. Um, but I would have to say, and believe it or not, it's not an actor in a film or a character. My favorite is William Castle. I absolutely adore. William Castle. I believe the man was a genius, the P.T. Barnum of horror. Oh, yes, and definitely. He, he is like, he, he was my icon, yes. Yeah, I, uh, I got to, when I was a kid, uh, I got to go mm -hmm. see a revival of The Tingler when they yes. still kind of put the little little motors on the seat so it vibrate the seat when at certain places. Of course, I wasn't one of the kids lucky enough to get that, but yeah, I got to see it in the theater back when I was, I don't know, probably 12, maybe. So <laughs> I've got something exciting to tell you about that. My father um, did spook shows in the 50s. He did the late night spook shows mm -hmm. and traveled with movies like um, The Tingler and House on Haunted Hill. And I myself have actually done this a couple of times. I have the Emerjo setup. I have a reel-to-reel -reel of House on Haunted Hill where I will go to a theater and do a live horror hosting of it, complete with Emerjo. Wow. So, yeah, I I love that. Absolutely love it. That's great. Um, now, uh, what what cities are you in? 
uh, that you're on? I'm in I'm in Newport, Tennessee, about 25, 30 miles outside of Pigeon Forge, um, closer to the Virginia line. Okay. I'm on that end. Okay. And uh, I know I know a lot of people. You you um you said which one are um people are like on uh, the Monster Channel. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, um, okay. This, this is the one I always I always get everybody on this one. Money's no object. What movie are you showing on your show? If money was no object, what movie would I show on my show? Hmm. That would. That's that's a hard one. There's so many of them. Um, I think what it would have to be, it, it would have to be the Friday the 13th. Um uh, the the original Friday the Thirteenth that has you know that's always been one of my favorites that one and John Carpenter's Halloween so it would have to be Friday the Thirteenth it would have to be now um, do you ever work with other horror hosts I have worked with all other horror hosts I mean I'm currently um, shooting a movie that is using several horror hosts in bit parts in the film. Um, but yes, I have worked with other horror hosts before at conventions where we've both been in the same booth and that sort of thing. Um, but to actually do a show with another horror host, no, I haven't had a chance to do that yet. It's not something I wouldn't do. It's just something that I haven't had a chance to do yet. Now, you said you do the, you're, are you on the, you said you're on the convention circuit. Out there, uh, yes, I horror. am. Um, I go to a lot of horror conventions, I entertain and I um help to uh, lead the question and answer sessions whenever they show films, uh, that sort of thing. As a matter of fact, uh, FrankenCon is coming up in Knoxville on May 14th, and um, my friend Matthew Tyler and I we are going to be heading up the uh, QA with the cast from the movie um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. So that's the sort of thing I do when I go. Nice, nice. That's, that's fun. Um, okay, this is the other one. This is the one that always gets everybody. Time and space don't matter. Money doesn't matter. Who would you have on your show? Who would I have on my show? Time and space doesn't matter. But Elvira. Elvira. El by Ra. That's not hard for me no. at all. Cassandra is a really good friend of mine. And, but, you know, she's a friend outside of this. She yeah. is a friend outside of the entertainment industry. I could never afford to pay her to do something with me. And, you know, I'm not saying she wouldn't do it for free, but I'm just saying, if I had the money and time and space and everything to do it, it would be either... No, I'd want to do a movie with her. Yeah, I want to do a movie with her. I, I, I like the one that uh, somebody says, Dolly Parton and Elvira need to put, make a movie together where they play estranged sisters who have to come together. To oh, my. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be... A Somebody needs to do that. Oh, I know. Somebody needs to do that right away. <laughs> they they play, was it, they said to play as strange sisters who have to bring good or, or uh, fight the forces of evil, something like that. That yeah. would be hysterical. Oh my god! And it needs to be directed by John Waters. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> that would be that would be something completely else. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I just love would. the I love the story. Did you ever hear the story about John Waters was like hitchhiking through Ohio, and just got picked up by yes. like a random like band? I'm like, I live in Ohio. Why couldn't I pick up John Waters hitchhiking down the road? <laughs> yes, I was actually good friends with Glenn Milstead, uh, Divine. Yeah, and um, yes, I uh, got a chance to um, actually have dinner with him and he and I got to where we corresponded back and forth um, in letters and things like that. And I got to meet John briefly uh, through Divine, but I never really got a chance to sit down with John. But later I wound up being an extra in one of his films. It was called A Dirty Shame. Yeah. And um, I was one of the crowd people that was in A Dirty Shame in the end of that. Yeah. Oh my God. 
So yeah, I got some John Waters background. There you go. Yeah, hey, that's that's some uh, 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 pedigree right there. Getting the the John Waters pedigree. Yeah, <laughs> being in the movie too. Uh, <laughs> now you said that you've do you when you put your shows together, you are the host. You don't do the editing and stuff. Now, do you do the writing or do you do none of it, or do you just show up from set and you're just here? I am. <laughs> I'll tell you when it start when I first started yes I was doing everything I was doing the editing I was doing the scripting and I was hosting it and everything with a simple camera on a tripod um but at that time I was working for the Hollywood Wax Museum and I got to know some people through the Hollywood Wax Museum who were actually in the industry and they really helped me out a lot and came on board so now my show is professionally edited did I have my scripts written for me I have I have all of that and it's all done in a studio so I don't really have that much hand in what I do uh, other than improv what they give me they give me a script and then I just kind of run off the rails with it <laughs> yeah because it, it, you got to make it your own yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay how did you get uh with the Hollywood Wax Museum the um uh, that um there's one in pigeon forge or is that yeah uh, okay um i've never been there my my uh my uh mom and and uh my actual my sons have been there i have not been <laughs> so uh, they, they go they go to tennessee well, how, what happened with that was um they were hiring for an actor they have a haunted house at the one in pigeon forge it's called uh, outbreak dread the undead they're zombies Okay. And of course, I'm a makeup artist. So I went and I applied and they said, well, we'll give you a try. Have you ever worked in a haunted house before? I went, why? No, I've never worked in a haunted house. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. But anyway, um, so I went and I auditioned. They loved it. And so I became their lead zombie in their haunted attraction. One of the first zombies to ever do it in drag. Uh, and it scared the hell out of men. I mean, it really did because, I mean, here comes this woman ah, you know, running up the hallway and it may, that's how I, <laughs> that's how I got involved with the people who own it. And um, that's how I got involved with the people who do my show. <laughs> so, so what came first? The, the, the uh, um, you said your makeup artist, which came first, makeup artist or actor? Actor. Actor, actor was first. Okay. Yeah. Makeup artist came later when I was doing, um, I did plays where I kind of was pigeonholed into doing plays where I was in drag. And so I had to learn how to do the makeup in order to, um, to portray those characters. I've never been a drag queen on stage where I perform and take tips and things like that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't do that. I, I mean, I admire them. I really do. I admire them for that. But I'm more of an actor than I am that. So, yeah. yeah. I get it. I get it. I, uh, I have uh, I have friends that, that I, I don't get to see that often because they've moved away and I've moved away and stuff. But they did drag shows. And uh, I used to give them I used to give them so much crap. I'm like, why are you such a pretty girl? <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I still have tons of uh, tons of fans on my Facebook page that still think that I'm a real woman. And they uh, somebody sent me, man, this is a funny story. I just recently did a um, ghost hunt as myself. Okay. And I went out and investigated a cemetery. And somebody sent me a message and said, why didn't you do it? Who was the old man in the cemetery? And so I just simply sent a message back. I said, that was my father. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, you should have said either that or you should have said that was me in drag i couldn't be out in public. yeah right yeah i'm a really good makeup artist i can yes. really look like an old man <laughs> uh, but you got I, I i always tell all horror hosts this is i grew up um we had our local horror host it was uh dr creep uh, here in Ohio, mm -hmm. well, at least in the Dayton area when I was, and then um, as I was getting older, I thought, oh, horror hosts have kind of gone away because we, we didn't see them locally, and um, I became friends with a, uh, um, with a guy who ran a public access 
television channel and he's like oh yeah he goes no horror hosts are still around and then he hooked me up with more of the horror hosts in ohio then i started going to conventions and finding more horror hosts outside of ohio and now that you know facebook's uh, you know bigger than that and i've been doing this i'm like oh man there's this horror host everywhere the midwest is full of them <laughs> and now it's like um, right oh yeah and it's it's so much fun is that i for the most part, I guess you would say they're they're family friendly because I show them at the shop. I have a comic book shop, so I show them at the at the shop, and uh, people uh-huh. will be sitting watching them, and they're like, "Wow!" They're like, "Is this old?" I'm like, "No, no, this is like from like like a month ago." And I have to look it up on on Roku. I'm like, "Yeah, they just did this episode." And they're like, "They're still horror hosts." I'm like, "Yeah, there's a bunch of them, and they're fun. I love." It. <laughs> and, I get that a lot too. I get that's asked that i do i get that a lot of I mean, people go you mean your heart do people still do that oh yes it's a huge community oh yeah um i uh one of my friends he told me he goes uh because i joked around i was like man i want to i thought about being a horror host at one time and he goes you should do it and i was like well i can't do it as well as some of these other people do they do it great and i'm like i don't want to be <laughs> so i found my own little niche and I host cartoons on Saturday mornings. That's my little thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, now, when when you discovered your character, did you already have the, your eulogy fully, like from day one, eulogy was fully focused, fully, you know, conceptualized? Or was there a proto-eulogy that became what you are today? Mm, well... I'll tell you what, a lot of people, my main question that a lot of people have asked me in interviews and things are, do you fashion your look after Elvira? Is that what you, is that the person that you're aiming to be? And no, from the very beginning, I have fashioned my character after Fenella Fielding in William Castle's version of The Old Dark House. Um, I, that, that is where I got the idea from it's like a, a eclectic mixture between Lily Munster and Penella Fielding um and I created the character I did some stand-up with it uh I did a play called uh Devil Boys from Outer Space um where they needed a horror hostess in that and I kind of created eulogy to do that play and she just kind of stuck it's kind of stuck <laughs> Well, it works. <laughs> I'm glad you stuck <laughs> with it. Because and it's funny because I've I've asked other people this and and almost everybody was really close to what they ended up with, and I'm like, so I just I have to ask because I'm waiting for the one person like, nah, my first one was like a a, a mad scientist or something like that. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Well, I do so many different characters. If you, you know, if you follow my show, mm-hmm. um, Eulogy isn't the only one who hosts the shows. Yeah. I do so, almost my entire family is me. Uh, I only have two other people that are in the show with me. Jessica Mortem, who is my sister, is played by a friend of mine from Abington, Virginia. And then a friend of mine from Hollywood Wax Museum plays Grimsley. But everyone else is me. I play the projectionist. I play the mad scientist. I play, they're all me. So. <laughs> well, see, that's why you've got your hands full. Now, um, how, how long does it usually take for you to, to, to do a full episode? To do one full yeah. episode? Uh, usually a about a half an hour. See, what we do is we go into the studio on a Monday for 14 hours. Okay. And then we shoot the entire month of whatever month that is, the, ne- the next month. Like, we'll go in yeah. the first Monday of April and shoot all of the episodes for May. So, it's about anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes for each episode that we do. Okay. I know it doesn't look like that when you're watching the show, but it does take, there's several takes in order yeah. to get what you see. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, I mean, when I do my show, it's I, about 20 full minutes of me and 
I get my stuff pretty much down pat when I get ready. And very rarely is there, a, you know, a second or third take. Cause I'm like, all right, just be me and we'll go with it. <laughs> you know, all right. Um, we say we're sent our scripts the morning of. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you got to be good to get that down. Cause I could not remember something like, Hey, we need to memorize this by the na- this afternoon. Nope, that's never gonna happen. Yeah, we get them that morning, and it's like ten minutes later we shoot our first episode. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> now, do do you have so you have a a go to crew that you have every every week that you've got the same group of people that you're working with on a on a on a on a pretty much a permanent ba- on a regular basis, and um, that yes. It, it, it's so it's so funny because i mean like you you have a very you know you've got a script writer you've got editors stuff like that you know and then i've talked to other people and they're like oh it's just me it's just me. <laughs> oh yeah i'm like i've been there <laughs> oh, and um it, it's it's so funny especially watching the later like you've like you said you've been around and you've been you know you started out where it was just you doing everything and now you've got an actual full crew and that's amazing. That's that's uh that is uh, I that's I giving you credit on that one. That was that's awesome that you've been able to get that big and be able to do that much. So that's <laughs> oh thank you. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, like you said, do you ever have issues? Because you said that that there are people out there that think that that the the that eulogy and um I won't I won't give I I don't know the the your your uh real name i guess um (laughs) do you ever have issues like where people like come up to you like well i'm trying to find eulogy where's she at you're like oh let me go get her (laughs) yes yes i do um i have that and recently um since i began doing the shows on scener i've become more more people are watching me now more people yeah. are seeing me and on tiktok of course i have uh 15,000 fans over there on tiktok and so i'm very widely seen well the other day about a week ago i was at walmart and i heard these two people standing behind me it was a man and a woman and the man said that's that woman on youtube and she said it can't be. He said, no, that's that woman that does them horror movies on YouTube. And he tapped me on the shoulder. He said, excuse me, but are you that scary lady on YouTube? And I turned around. I said, yes, that would be me. And thank you for recognizing me out of makeup. I mean, that, that, that's a feat. That is a feat within itself. <laughs> you have, I, I, I don't want to take this wrong or anything. You have a very distinct voice. <laughs> and oh, i know <laughs> yeah that would be really hard because if i if i'm sitting there like walmart or something like that i hear that voice and be like is that <laughs> you, you'd be, exactly yeah I, I guess she just didn't pick up on it i mean yeah. or maybe he watches me in secret i mean who knows but <laughs> here's crush here's <laughs> it could happen oh yeah I, <laughs> I've I've got I, I uh, since I started doing this and doing my other shows, um, I've got uh, a couple people that have crushes on me, and it's weird. I'm like, I don't, I don't uh, what me what? I, <laughs> I do too, and they're always wanting to send me things like bras and panties and things. And I'm like, just send me money. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> just, yeah. Was it was uh, money and jewelry is always a good thing. <laughs> yes, it is. Always, that's what my wife always tells me. If you can't go wrong with money or jewelry, but to be honest, nope. chocolates and wine work too. So, <laughs> yes, they do. Yes. They do. <laughs> oh, you. You were saying that you went from being on the stage, being in plays, yes. to being a horror host. That is mm-hmm. a very drastic turn. How? I mean, how did how did you go from being like, or did, was it was it just easy? Was it something that was just kind of really just kind of like, okay, good. It was mandatory. Um, 
once you are a professional stage actor and you've done those sort of things and you begin to lose your looks and you're not um you're not as important anymore and they don't really need you that much anymore then out of necessity you find the next best thing and with being a horror hostess i have found that that is the next best thing i can be on stage every single day i can act in front of people and that's what i love to do is entertain people and by being a horror hostess i can do that i can continuously live what i've done for years every day and that's i guess the pandemic had a lot to do with it too because when the pandemic came is when i really took off because people didn't have anything else better to do but sit at home and watch me <laughs> so that's when it really took off and i love my fans and my fans love me and i that's the most important thing that that's that's awesome it's um now you were sitting there talking about doing uh live you know, with the interviews and the Q and A's, have you ever done a live show, like a live, the 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 like at a con or something like that? Oh yes, recently, um, Hack from Hack's Horror Show in Knoxville, he and I uh, went. They did a screening of um, a movie, uh, W J. Uh, I can't. Can't remember what the name of the film i'm sorry please if you're watching this i'm sorry okay but anyway we sat in the front row and hosted it live oh. so we made cracks and things like that back and forth and i have done that before i was invited to a um, film festival one time where i actually sat in a chair uh, by the screen and i hosted pink flamingos by john waters and that was so yeah i have done that i've done that before but that just seemed like that would be a natural progression to go back up onto the stage and i just you know <laughs> yeah the uh now do i you, love it um i know we talked about movies that if if you know money was no object do you have a go-to movie that's like you know your movie that that's like your comfort movie House of Wax. Oh, Vincent Price and... Uh, Vincent um, Price and House of Wax is my go-to comfort horror film that I can watch over and over and over again. I, I completely understand that one. I've watched that one probably a hundred times at least. So, mm -hmm. the, the the early Charles Bronson and... Um, uh, I, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Morticia Adams. Uh, early Morticia Adams. Carolyn Jones. Yeah. I wonder why I couldn't think yes, of the name Jones. Yeah. Well, you're like me in that movie. I was like, oh, God. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's, it's um, with horror hosts and, and like I said, with the, the resurgence and with now like all these other channels, you know, like picking, picking up this, uh, you know, you got like me tv picked up uh Svengoolie. you got monster channel you got uh what's the one uh Cener? you know and yes. it's, it's it's amazing now and then everybody has their own youtube channel to be able to push it right. it's, it's so much fun um i i'm i've literally gotten to the point though where i go to watch an episode at the shop and i spend more time going oh Okay, maybe I'll watch this one. No, no, watch this one. Watch it. And it's like an hour later, and I'm still like, well, is this the one I want to watch? Or is this the one? Right? It's 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 Singer. fun. It's um, funny that you mentioned Singer. Singer actually reached out to me. I didn't find Singer. The Singer people out of uh, they contacted me and they said, um, we are looking for a a horror host for Senior. And I'm like, you've got tons on there. There's a million of them on there. And they're like, no, we want one that we can actually advertise as being the Senior horror host. So that's how that came about. And we're still kind of in test runs with that. Um, but we do it every Friday and Saturday night at 1130. And it's so far, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. We just need to get some more followers. Yeah. It's that that's that's always the hard one to do is to get to get the followers. Yeah. I um I know who that is. I I I did um this 
this show I'm doing right now spun out of public access TV. I don't know if mm-hmm. you ever, did you ever do the public access route with the, or were you just pretty much got lucky? <laughs> <laughs> um my they i've sent to several public access stations and they've like oh we'd love to see it and then once they actually watch the show they're like are you kidding me at first we thought this was going to be like a family oriented show and then all of a sudden it turned into this this madhouse and i'm like yeah that's what i do and they're like mm, no so yeah <laughs> public see, access no no, no. <laughs> see I, I got lucky literally the public access tv station was like uh two blocks away from my house and uh-huh. i ended up becoming friends with the with the guy who ran the station and he was a super cool guy who who uh loved horror movies loved you know weird sci-fi every you name it and he was and he he's um he's he, pretty big around the Dayton area and um he's like no nah, just do whatever you want to do he goes I'll, I'll yeah we're fine he said we'll just show you after 11 o'clock at night and <laughs> I made the mistake of one night I, I I put my my real email address at the bottom of the screen instead of like the 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 like the, just the show's email address and I wake up yeah. the next day and it's like all of a sudden I'm like oh there's 300 emails and i'm like oh that's got to be a fluke and i like clicked off of it and i went back to sleep and i get up later on that day and i check my email and it's like you have 500 emails i'm like that's not right i what is going on yup and um now i i i do you interact with your like uh you ever get on youtube and and do like a live one where you're you're interacting with your fans as the show airs all the time i do that on tiktok uh to advertise my shows i get on tiktok most of the time on sunday nights and Mm -hmm. i do live on tiktok where i talk to my fans directly i do question and answer um i answer any questions that they have and of course scener is live i host it live so as we're showing the movie i'm actually hosting it live wow now um I, I, I think it's great when, when, cause you know, like I said, I grew up in an era where, you know, I don't know how long ago the episode was recorded before I got to see it on Saturday afternoon. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, now it is almost instantly because you've got, you're watching the episode and you can totally interact and talk to the host. And, and it's, 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 I find it amazing. I mean, I, I know this is, technically old technology now that you can interact with people but it's it's so much fun that we i didn't have that and i would have loved to been able to talk to you know my local horror host when i was a kid or even even as an adult i would love to had it and me too it's fun now did you have a local horror host where you were at oh we had several i grew up in uh nashville tennessee Mm -hmm. and so we started out with sir cecil creep and then we moved from Sir Cecil Creep into the Phantom of the Opry. And then we moved from that into Dr. Gangrene. And of course, Dr. Gangrene is still going yeah. um, on public access in Nashville and on YouTube. And he's still uh, moving along. So, yeah. yeah, they still have him. I, um, I used to, this, this gives away my age on this one. I used to tape trade. And uh, I would try to find horror hosts when when I could on VHS tape and trade it with somebody else over here and over here. And I had one episode of Phantom of the Opry because I thought that was the greatest (laughs) host name at that time. (laughs) It was. I was like, oh my God. And I love him. That's that's brilliant. (laughs) Uh, But... so th- those were your ones now. Um, oh, shoot. <clears throat> Hold on a second. Now, do they have any um, bearing? Because you, you talk about Elvira. Do you ever take a, just a little bit of what they did to put into to your character and to your show? My hair. Your hair. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> my hair that <laughs> that's that's pretty much it um the hair now um the humor is all me and you know i i absolutely love my writers i do and my writers of course i believe my writers borrow a lot from john waters style characters mm -hmm. um i really do i i really feel like they borrow a lot from that and that's what makes eulogy different that's what eulogy that's what has made her what she is is because when she watches a movie she doesn't go oh we're showing you a wonderful movie tonight no she says all right let's see how much shit we can dig up this evening <laughs> so she <laughs> <laughs> eulogy tells you like it is <laughs> i i i, I want to say that's the uh uh the 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 southern uh character too because they love to tell you exactly how it is <laughs> and, and oh yeah full punches so and it, it's the uh you, you get the uh um what, what are we gonna call it the uh uh the the backhanded compliments we're like uh-huh you're like, oh, honey, now. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, and we do we do that a lot in the show. You hear me, you hear me do that a lot. <laughs> um, as I'm, I'm, yeah, but that my, was. Uh... <laughs> I always knew I, I worked with a lady who was from Tennessee, from 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 uh, Tennessee, and you knew somebody was going to get just razzed on because they're like it was always bless their heart then followed by a complete and total just put down and you knew it was coming but you couldn't say or do anything because she sounded so sweet and nice with the southern accent <laughs> we we did that when we did plan nine from outer space they gave me the script and i was reading it and i was like i feel like Thelma harper out of mama's family but we did this whole segment in plan nine where i was like ed darling honey we know you were trying we really do but you don't know your ass from a hole in the ground i mean it is what the shit that you put on that screen you should be ashamed so yeah we did that <laughs> we did that sort of thing that's that's fun that is fun what are you <laughs> sorry my dog has decided that she wants to clean in the butt tonight and i don't know why um this is the other one I've I have a question that I've asked other horror hosts. Have you ever put together an entire episode only find out that you cannot air it due to the movie? Um back when we first started, yes. Uh we did have that because we didn't really know how to go about um showing anything that wasn't public domain. We thought that we were pigeonholed into showing something that was 100% public domain and then we got to talking to um i can't actually say his name here on camera he works for a studio in california but he told us how to go about that so, so now and that's another thing that makes my show different you'll see shows that we do that are not public domain and what we do is we contact the rights holder mm -hmm. and we ask them if we can do it and they they charge us yeah. to do a one-time showing so what we do is we pay them the fee we show the movie that night and then we take the movie down so that's why we call it a special event mm -hmm. um we let people know you're not going to see this anytime except one time that's going to be it so that we're pretty open to being able to show just about anything well of course on senior now we can show anything we got hbo max backing us so oh, wow. it's pretty pretty much a plethora yeah it's a plethora of movies that we can show yeah and we don't have to worry about that i I've, I've talked to other hosts and they're like yeah they're like this they said this movie was in public domain we did the entire episode showed it and it got flagged and i was like oh that's got to be horrible to put that much time and effort into something um it is and i'll tell you how it happens most how it happens most isn't the fact that what you're showing isn't public domain. What it is, is there's something in the soundtrack that someone has copywritten for a song that they've done or for a commercial jingle mm -hmm. or something. And that's the company 
that'll block you. Not oh, yeah. the movie company. Most movie companies don't give a shit if you show it. They want people to see it over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. They do. That's, that's, I, I but, with, yeah. with my show, I just go online. I just go through the old cartoons and uh, I've only gotten two where they just like, you need to take this down. I edit it out and I re-edit it. I repost it. But most of that stuff's old and they just, they don't care about it anymore. They're like, oh, you can't make no money right. off of it. And I'm like, I ain't making right. no money off of it anyway. So I don't care. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. The one, the one time I got popped uh, with a with a copyright thing, they, they made me make it, take it down, was um, I had a commercial. I used, I kind of used to put uh, commercials in this show and I kind of got away from that and I just put them in my other show um a play i think it was a play-doh commercial the jingle in a play-doh commercial is what got me i'm like really the play-doh no, barbershop no. is what got me <laughs> it will it, it comes out of left field mm -hmm. and um one of the movies that we did that that happened with and it was totally, oh god it made me so mad we advertised it and everything we were going to be showing um macabre by William Castle. Yeah, yeah. And we went through the whole process, found out it was public domain and this, that, and the other. And then the night that we showed it or started to show it, YouTube said, this is flagged, you can't show it. It was for 30 seconds of music that was used in a commercial somewhere. I don't know where for something. And they blocked the entire thing for that. No, no so, see, yeah. what I like about it now is, is that it opts, I don't know if it's with with yours, but it offered it with mine that I could go through and silence the music. I can't do mm -hmm. it like it takes it takes like almost like a it takes almost as much time to just silence 30 seconds of music as it takes me to upload an entire episode. But it can take right. the music out and then I don't have any problem with it. So I'm like, OK, just right. And it does that for us, too. And what we do is when they silence the music, we go and do our own voiceover over it and of whatever scene it is and that's what makes it the mad monster cinema you never know when you watch one of our shows what's going to happen you have no idea you might be hearing the real movie and you might be hearing something else you don't know <laughs> it's 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 a fun genre i guess it's a genre of its own the horror host and the fact that you can play with movies and you can, you know, kind of, you know, it's somebody else's sandbox, but you bring your own bucket and pail to play with and build your own sandcastles in it. So that's right. Yep. And uh, you're right. Um, I, I got on a kick geez, about 10 years ago and I just did a huge, like I studied William Castle, like the, the mm -hmm. man. And then the movies and stuff, because I, I do that. I get on a thing and it, it will drive me nuts until I, I find out as much as I possibly can about it. And you are, and I was like, you saying he's the P.T. Barnum of horror of like movies. I'm like, that's, I don't think I could put that any better. That is exactly what he was. And he, yes. he knew how to sell a movie. <laughs> he sure did. And uh, I, I'm on marketing the people that do all of my marketing for me, I tell them every day, I'm like, you need to go take a look at William Castle. If you're going to market my stuff, you need to market it like he did, okay? Because I want to keep it all in the same vein. And he was so campy. I mean, that man was so campy. He wore like a tent for underwear. So he, everything about him, I want to try to embody that in what we do. They, uh, I love that they they kind of made the movie about him uh, matinee or John Goodman where he was basically yes. William Castle. That was, that was brilliant. And uh, I, I had to explain to my 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 two of my sons because um, they didn't get they're getting to meet see horror hosts now as pretty much almost as adults. They kind of got a little bit snip of it when they were still kids. Uh, right. But my my uh, now twenty two year old son is just fascinated by that whole era of movies when they did mm -hmm. all of the gimmicks you know of course you had the, the the skeleton that would shoot across and the 
the the the was it the 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 glasses and the whole nine yards he goes he goes they couldn't do that nowadays i was like no like there's no way yes we can <laughs> have you seen my show the screaming skull oh i don't think i've seen YouTube. screaming show yet okay my crew actually took that and did a gimmick with it called um terrorama okay okay and what they did was they took the film and they added uh 3d sound like mm -hmm. asmr sound in several segments so you're told at the beginning of the movie you have to wear a headset and the little thing comes on, the little skull comes on in the corner and says, put your headset on now. So whenever it has a scene with the skull, it's in this sense around sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So we've done that. We've also, we um, go over and take a look at Wizard of Mars. We put it back in uh, Depth-O-Rama. We put it back in the way that it was. So it can be done and we're doing it. Oh. We always advertise our movies with a gimmick. Sweet. Yes. That is awesome. That is, mm -hmm. that is super cool. Um, <clears throat> well, you said that your uh, that you uh, was it your your dad that did the the spook shows. Yes, he did. Yeah, those. Um, I was I did a like I said like William Castle. I did a whole like looked into those, and uh, I found out that my little hometown that I, I still live in today actually had that like one night back in like. 1957 or something like that and it was you know they i found the little ad in the paper and it's like come meet frankenstein uh the mummy and stuff like that i'm like wow that would have been so cool <laughs> i grew up going to those i've been to several of those i have even um I even slept in a trunk backstage while my father did one when I was just a baby. So I grew up around spook shows and I absolutely love them. You know, those are the grandfather of the modern day haunted attraction. Yeah. Back then they didn't have haunted attractions. The haunted houses were the spook shows that you went to. Oh yeah. And and the fact that that um I've seen one um like like you know, Bela Lugosi would go to them. Lon Chaney Jr. Oh, yeah. would go to him, and you're just like, that would be insane. And because because you're you're looking at, uh, like I said, when I, was, when I was researching that, you're like looking at these little small towns, like in Kansas or something like that, and they have mm -hmm. Bela Lugosi at their local, like you know one screen. You know, well, they only had one screen theaters back then, but I'm just like, that's right. crazy that 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 you know Lon, you know these guys were doing that, and that's amazing. Uh, but uh, before I get way off topic here, I'm, I'm going way over here. Um, I always ask this one too. Do you have any advice for upcoming horror hosts, people who want to become horror hosts or anything like that? Yes. If you're going to be a horror host, study your movies. At least have knowledge of horror before you attempt to do this. I've seen many new ones come on board that give you a plethora of false information. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. They don't know. And they think that, you know, that just by being a character, they can carry the whole thing. No, as a horror host or hostess, you need to know your shit. You need to know your movie. You need to know why the movie uh, came about. You need to be able to pinpoint facts. That's what makes a good horror host. So know what you're doing before you get into it. That's the best advice I could give. Now, do you have any advice on finding your character? For finding your character? Then, yes, I can say go to your favorite horror film, your go-to horror film like you and I talked about mm -hmm. earlier, the one that is your comfort horror film. Go to that, find out who your favorite character is in that film and build it from that. Because you'll already be comfortable with that character. You've seen it many times. So if you could build off of that style, there you go. Yep. You've got it. Yeah, it's uh, the the classic character. You know, of course, everybody wants to go with, uh, um, uh, I guess, they were talking other characters like, you know, 
think about it before you do it. If you don't want to wear prosthetics, you know, go through the whole makeup process, you know, <laughs> go through that. But. I'm telling you, let me tell you, it takes me six hours to get into this, um, to become eulogy. And if I'm doing it live, it takes downright close to 11 hours because we do the whole Mrs. Doubtfire for a live performance. I do latex prosthetics. We do it all. And I'm in the chair for a long, long time. So that, I guess that's one of the reasons why some people think I'm a real woman because we ghosts. I don't try to be a drag queen. I don't pretend to be something that I'm not. So a lot of people believe, well, hell, you know, it's got to be a real woman not trying to be anything different. So, yeah. Eulogy is just the person that it, you are and the, 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 exactly. Yep. What you want, Kat? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, we got the, the whole thing. Um, do you have any upcoming conventions or anything like that you've got coming up? Uh, Franken-Con, like I talked about earlier, Franken-Con on May 14th in Knoxville. It'll be at the Marriott. Uh, we will be there with um, the cast from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. They will be there. Uh, they will also be recreating the dinner scene from the original Texas Chainsaw Master with the man who played Grandpa. And you will actually be able to take over the part of Sally Hardesty. You can sit down at the table and they will film the scene while you're there. So, yeah, we've got some fun stuff planned there. Yeah. Um you were talking about the, you know, when the pandemic hit and everything else. Now, did you go, like, go into overdrive on the show? Did you just, like, go, I got nothing else to do and just go in full steam? Kind of, sort of. That's kind of what happened. What it was is we were all, none of us had a job, and we were all sitting at home Zooming with one another. And um, uh, my producer... Uh, at that time, I have a new producer now, but my producer at that time, he said, well, why don't we all just um, do eulogy from here? You can uh, film a bunch of uh, pieces at home and then send them to the editor and he can edit them there. Then he can send them to me. And that's what we did. And it just took, like I said, that's when we really took off wow. was because we were, and we still, we're the only horror host program that I know of that turns out a show every single Monday. We have a new show every Monday. We always have. And you can always depend on our show being there on Monday night. That, that's amazing. It's a different show every Monday. You're right. Um, I've talked yeah. to other ones and they're like, well, we've got, like some of them, like the best they can do is every two weeks. You know, one, you get one a month, you know. Right. I'm like, wow. And you're, you're, you're knocking out one a week. That's crazy i mean it's yeah we do a new show every monday night and you said you did you do them all at once for you go in do all of april's and then april's you do may's and may's you do that's mm -hmm. you find it do you find we it easier? Have, we have the entire month of let's see we're currently in march we had the entire month of april already shot and the entire month of may because i have live performances coming up mm -hmm. so i wouldn't be able to be in the studio as much so we've already shot april and may they're already in the can and ready to go that way i can go out and do my live performances cool cool i, I like i said the, the that you guys and you and your crew are doing this is amazing um i love what you're doing um thank you horror hosts are so much fun and you know i don't i don't watch you know a, a eulogy i don't watch you know this one and this one this one i try to keep it mixed up because you know it's just it, it's i i like it and it's like oh okay we'll just keep it going <laughs> and you well, i always take wednesdays off I'm always off on Wednesdays because I try to go over to the Monster Channel mm -hmm. and watch the entire evening. Um, I try to support all the other horror hosts. I do. And that's why I have such a close camaraderie with them because I support them. They support me. I watch their show. They watch mine. It's like a big family. Oh, yeah. And we all love one another. And um, 
I, I want to make sure that I show them as much support as they show me. Well, you were saying that the whole family, I, I, I actually want to say it's probably better than, than a real family because I know that no matter with horror host, it doesn't matter what outside your, your, your hosting is, you know, whether you're, you know, some people are way over here. Some people are way over here, but when it comes to the horror host, all that dissipates and goes away. Then that's where it's better yes. than a real family. It does. <laughs> it you, does. Yes. And, uh, in that, that's amazing that, 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 you guys can, can can put all that aside you know there's no nobody brings any outside drama into it it's all about the 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 just having a good time and being a good host so that's right that's amazing that's right that is crazy um i like i said it, it's it's fun i appreciate everything you do um and the fact that you're putting out a show every week a new show that's amazing um i i i do several shows half ass and (laughs) (laughs) i'm not saying some of ours aren't (laughs) some of ours are i i I know well like like my interview show there's times where i can knock out like last was it last sunday i did a couple of them those are all in the can i'll get this one in the can this one won't drop uh, da, da, two Mondays from now at noon. And because I've already got some already in done and, and those are next Mondays. And um, and I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I have, I have all kinds of people on the show because um, I had people ask me like, oh, if you're gonna do a YouTube show, you have to stick to one thing. And I'm like, that's boring. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I want to talk to people who fascinate me that I find interesting that I want to find out more about Um, because, you know, I'm a comic book guy. I own a comic book store. I know lots of comic book people and I love a lot of these people to death, but some of them are just boring and I don't want to talk to them. I I hear you. I I do. I I hear you. Yeah. So interviewing you is has been so much fun. I mean, I did not oh, know about the, the 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 you know doing the stage shows, the accident. That's just crazy, and the fact that that's just amazing right there that you were able to come from that to be yeah. where you're at now. That's just you know you hear about these accidents and stuff, and people can never like come back from it, even if they're you know, everything's fine. It's never fine, you know, and that you're able to turn a negative into a, a pretty, a really big positive. And that's amazing. So as I say, amazing. Determination. I, I took a deformity that happened and I turned it into quality. And I have a saying that I always say anyway, there is no such thing as handicap. There's only blessed individuals because it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. Everybody has a heart. Everybody's the same on the inside. And it takes that determination to be who you are. And anybody that is out there can do anything they want to do if they just set their mind to it. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I appreciate it. I, 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 I want to say thank you. I want to say you're, you're amazing. The, the fact that you've been able to do what you've done, uh, that you can, you know, do that, that you've put out a show every week and that's, you know, and that you're keep horror hosting alive. And that is Thank you. so good. I, I mean, it's, it's funny cause I, uh, you know, I'm a bit different with my, my parents and stuff like that. I'm, 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 and my mom has legitimately called me on a Saturday night and been like, I'm watching, you know, Spangoolie or I'm watching this. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> we have something in common. <laughs> I wish my parents could have lived to see me actually do this. I mean, they were alive while I was doing Broadway. They were alive. They got to see that and everything. But my father and I always had that camaraderie of the horror movie. Mm -hmm. And 
my, my mother um, was actually an extra in several B-movies in the 50s. I mean, so she had the B-movie horror background as being an actress in the films. And they always wanted me to go into something that was horror related um, or something that had the classics related to it. They weren't able to live to see me do it, but I believe that they have a lot to do with my success. I do. Yeah. Well, it, it, that's awesome. And, and like I said, the fact that, that you're helping keep horror hosting alive, that you're out there every week, uh, that you're out there doing conventions, that you're doing live shows, that you're doing gimmick shows, this, it, that's just awesome. Um, like I said, I do appreciate everything. Um, I guess before we go, um, do you have, um, like, your, uh, if you want to give your website or if you want to put out your Twitter or, or your Facebook page or stuff like that, do you want to put out any of your information? Uh, or I could also post that at the end, too, if you want that. So That's easy to do. All they have to do is put the name Eulogy Mortem in Google, and it's going to come up a whole page. There's about, I have about 150, 200 links <laughs> on there. They all go to me. Um, my store is at Storefrontier. If they haven't followed me on Facebook, follow me. They'll see where my store, they can buy my t-shirts and things like that. Uh, but just Google the name Eulogy Mortem. You'll find me. All right. Um, I, will put, <laughs> like, I will put a couple of little things here at the end, um, like follow you at and, and all that fun stuff. And uh, I'll send you a link when it's all ready to go and ready to get up and go and uh, awesome. all that fun stuff. And uh, hopefully one of these days I will be down your way in that area. And uh, I, I'll, I'll like message you on Facebook or something like, hey, hi. <laughs> the picture from somewhere. Hopefully one of these days I'll be up in your area at a convention. So yeah. I'd yeah. love to do that. Yeah, with we got a bunch of them up here. We got the the Days of the Dead and Horror Hound and uh, a couple other ones. So, and there there's a bunch. And Ohio Ohio is like just so big into horror. I never thought about it until I became an adult and I started looking at all this stuff. And there's horror conventions, horror hosts, everything, and it's out of Ohio and it's crazy. <laughs> That's right. Some of the best haunted attractions in the nation are in Ohio. So. Uh, oh, um, the one of the biggest ones is I've the worst part about it, I've never gotten to the the great great big one. Um, oh, before I go, I, I have to I have to tell you this because you were talking about running a horror uh, a haunted attraction. One mm -hmm. one Halloween around Halloween time, um, I got hired to do a haunted corn maze. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm legitimately, I, I got my character down. It was just like, I would just drag this big long chain around. I had a gas mask on of all things, but you could hear me breathing like a mile away. Cause you hear that, <laughs> you know, and you, you talk about guys, I scared more full grown men than I did children women the elderly you name it i oh, yeah. i i had guys knock their girlfriends down to get away from me <laughs> um i i although the, the the scaredest i've ever seen one person in my entire life was a girl and um i i had all these paths through the cornfield where you couldn't see me till i was either in front of you or behind you and um I got, I got where these, so I kept like following these people. So I'd get behind them and then they would turn around and then I'd be gone and I'd be in front of them. And then, and I uh -huh. walked up behind them and I start, I was holding my breath. So you couldn't hear me. And I got up there and then I started breathing and the two guys ran and the girl stops <laughs> and she freezes like a deer in the headlights and she starts shaking and I felt so bad. I had to take my mask off. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I had to escort her out of the court. <laughs> because she's like, she's like, you were there. And then you weren't there. And then you were there. I was like, I had paths. I had it all figured out. I'm sorry. 
but then she's like and, the, <laughs> and she's just sitting there i'm like waiting with her at the at the exit and the two guys because it was two guys and another girl and they took off running and they left her just out and left her setting and i'm i'm just standing there like really that's what we're going to do today <laughs> i was like <laughs> and it, it, it was just so bad that that most of the time it was the legitimately full-grown, the big, like, I'm not afraid of nothing, guys, who were the ones who would freak out. I had a guy take off running. Oh, he runs, yeah, runs right into the corn, and he jumps up, and he's holding his pants. because I pissed my pants, and he runs off. <laughs> but and I, I, I had to say that one, because you were talking about that. I just, I remembered that, and it was like, oh, my, you're right. It's totally 100%. The the, yep. the the grown men are the ones afraid of, of all that stuff and i'm like ah. that's right but all right well i do not want to take it up any more of your time uh i appreciate everything like i said again i appreciate everything you do i appreciate you coming on the show i had fun it was it was interesting learning more I about you and and now i have a i have an even bigger appreciation for you um and uh <laughs> I hope to talk to you down the road. Um, my goal for down the road a ways is to maybe do a like round table episode where I get like three or four horror hosts and we talk about, you know, becoming a horror host, all that fun stuff. So I don't know if you'd be interested, but we I'll put the feelers out there already. And uh, I want to say- That'd be awesome. Uh, um, thank you. Um, I, like I said, uh, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Um, keep up the good work and uh i hope to talk to you again soon and uh oh, thank you and thank you for having me this has been a lot of fun yeah thank you like i said thank you for being on <laughs> <laughs> but uh um have a good night and uh i will talk to you later because i'm going to go get my dog from outside <laughs> and sorry again for that awesome <laughs> no problem you have a good night good night to thank eulogy again for coming on tonight uh that was a fun show um i i like i said i have a huge soft spot for horror host and um learning more about them is is so super interesting um but as always group therapy was brought to you by ru game the best comic book collectible uh magic video game collectible shop located in 124 north sunset drive pickle ohio 45356 uh you can find us on are you game a r e letter u g a m e on facebook uh you can also find group therapy on facebook uh you've but uh, you can also watch me every sat friday and saturday with sci fridays and saturday morning serials and uh, I will see you guys later. Take care and see you there later. <laughs>